Get your love, come and get your love, come and get your love, die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that's motherfucking red bone. Come and get your love, you understand? I've been, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen episodes for Family. Fucking Bill Burr's cartoon show on Netflix. I feel like I might have talked about that on here before, but that's the theme song. I've been binging that shit lately, so that song's been stuck in my head. Got a good little vibe, figured I'd start with that shit. But yeah, man, welcome back, you know what I mean, episode 35 of the K-Podcast, I appreciate you being here, I made it back, thank thank God, you know what I mean, I know I told you at the end of last episode, I was out in the fucking wilderness for a couple days, I made it back in one piece, um, yeah, I mean, we'll get to that in a second, but obviously... Appreciate you guys being here, man. Episode 35, as always. If you wouldn't mind liking, subscribing, hitting that five-star rating, you know what I mean? Sharing, posting. You feel me? All that shit. Just spread love, man. All that. Come and get your love. Come and spread your love. Come and spread that love, man. Come and spread the love. Come and spread the love. Come and spread the love. Nah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, episode 35, we in this motherfucker right here. But yeah, give you a quick little recap, you know what I mean? So today's Monday, the 15th, and like I said last week, I ended up going camping from Wednesday night, or Wednesday evening, to Friday morning slash afternoon. Um, but it was a good time, man. Uh, me and my buddy Stu went up to Hontoon Island, which is kind of near Blue Springs a little bit, up near like Orange City, DeLandish area. 
So about, if you're not from Florida or Central Florida, it's about 45 minutes north of Orlando-ish. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I got off work Wednesday. I went up there to meet my buddy Stu. He picked me up in the boat uh, across the river over to our campsite. But like I said, I got there in the evening. So pretty much right after I got there and kind of got settled in real quick, the sun went down, so we lit the fire. Um, made some food, but we had, we had plans to go up to the, uh, not to Blue Springs, but to the Silver Glen Springs on Thursday morning. Just figured since it was a weekday, most people would be at work. Uh, we'd get up nice and early and head up there. And, uh, so we went to sleep, I don't know, 11 or something. Wednesday, woke up. The plan was to wake up, you know, to be on the water at 6.30 so we could get up there as early as possible, make it a full day and all that shit. So we get up, you know what I mean, brush our teeth. I fucking... So I, I think I might have mentioned it on here. I'm not a morning person, but I'm I'm usually up in the morning. Like, I'm, I'm up early. So if you want to call me a morning person, whatever, but I'm not, like, real talkative and energetic in the morning, but as soon as this, I see the sun is up or if my eyes open and I'm just awake, it's usually kind of tough for me to stay in bed. So that being said, you know, I set my alarm for 6 o'clock, like our plan had said, and I get up, kind of, you know, brush my teeth, use the bathroom, whatever, let Rook do her thing, and I walk over to my homie's tent, and naturally he's still sleeping. So I'm like, all right, bro, you know what I mean? Like, we got to get up, get this moving. And then my man, Stu, I love Stu. But he uh, he basically needs three hot meals a day no matter what, right? I'm pretty easy, especially in the morning. Like, sometimes I won't even eat breakfast. I might eat a little apple, a little yogurt. Sometimes I'll whip up a smoothie if I'm at the crib or something. But we're in the middle of the woods. I mean, I had brought a couple apples, and I actually ended up, I think I ate one in the morning, but, and I brought, so I brought apples and a bunch of cliff bars for, like, non-perishable foods that we could snack on, and then obviously I brought burgers and stuff that we ended up grilling, but um, I finally get Stu up at, like, 6.30, 6.45, and then he starts, <laughs> I was appreciative of it because I didn't have this shit, but he starts busting out the little hot plate with the propane, starts making some coffee, making his little eggs and grits and fucking spam and shit. I was just like, man, I mean, I thought, like I said, I was appreciative of it. I would have been fine with just the apple, but I ended up just eating a little bit of stuff he made just because we're going to fucking, it's his boat, you know what I'm saying? We got to sit here and wait anyway. So we had a nice little breakfast, courtesy of stew, shouts to stew. I was just cracking up the whole time. The night before, we made a definitive plan to be on the water at 6.30. You know what I mean? Beat the boat traffic, beat all the old people. They had, like, this event going on and shit at the uh, at the island while we were there. So we were just trying to beat all that shit, and then naturally, we don't get out there till maybe 9.30. Just because we started making the breakfast, so I was like, all right, we might as well take our time now. You know what I'm saying? Eat our breakfast. Um, we kind of pack up everything for our trip to the springs. We go get, um, we go up and start packing up the boat, and then realize it's about eight thirty, eight forty-five already. So we might as well wait till nine till the fucking um, the little like ranger store shit opens, so we could buy some ice for the coolers. We bought some more firewood for the fire that night, Thursday night. So, yeah, we ended up not leaving till about 9.30, three hours behind schedule. But um, it was still a great time, man. We made our way up to Silver Glen Springs. Got up there probably around lunchtime. I'd say between 11 and 12, sometime in there. Um, you know, we had packed some food. We had the two dogs with us. We got a nice spot. So that was, like I said, that was the main reason we wanted to go during the week. Any time that I'd gone up there with him before was on a weekend, and that shit gets stupid packed to the point where it's almost not even enjoyable. Or at least you can't go as far in as, as you would like. You're kind of on the outskirts, almost out towards um, the, the lake or river area instead of the actual spring. 
So we, we pulled up on Thursday. Everyone's working. There was maybe 10 other boats in the whole spring. And like I said, every other time I've gone, it's been like minimum 50 to 100, I feel like. So it was a good, good chill crowd. And as we're pulling in, we saw, um, if you're unfamiliar with Florida, we have manatees down here. And manatees, they prefer these spring areas. So as we're pulling in, you know, I see this big fucking like, it looks like a teal fluorescent boulder under the fucking water, you know what I'm saying? And I knew there were manatees around, but I guess it just wasn't, I wasn't expecting it. It wasn't at the top of my head, so I just, I was a little surprised. I'm like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Like there's a big ass rock, bro. You might want to swerve past this thing. And I'm looking closer and I see the tail. So I'm like, oh shit, dude, this is a fucking manatee. So we're pulling in closer and closer to the spring, and we start seeing more and more of them. We ended up seeing probably a total of like 15 manatees. Um, there was a couple that were just dolo, doing their own thing. There was one or two that were kind of like in little pods, I guess. And then there we saw what I'm almost positive was a family of manatees. It was like three to four bigger manatees, you know, probably adults, maybe grown juveniles. And then there was one little baby manatee, fucking, you know, the size of a, a big dog, basically. So that was tight, man. You know, we got to see some wildlife. We saw some turtles, some fish, obviously, birds. Spent a couple hours at the spring. Got a good little meditation in at the spring, man. That was some shit, let me tell you. Because like I said, it wasn't packed at all. So we had plenty of space. There were people kind of snorkeling around looking for fish and manatees and stuff, but we had a good little area just to ourselves, and we had brought, you know, some inflatable uh, little rafts and shit, so I blew up a raft, fucking got Rook on my lap, and just laid back and kind of let the current take me down, dude, just floating on the water, man, with the sun beaming like that, and I, I know I've mentioned on here that, that meditation show on Netflix that I've been watching, I tried to implement some of those practices while I was on the water, and bro, it was fucking beautiful. And actually, before I continue with the camping story, I'm going to play you, I have a whole little, I have this playlist, right, that if, all my homies know this playlist, This is, I just call it my chill playlist, and every time, it's good, perfect, just like background music, or I mean, not even like a party, you know what I'm saying? But just a gathering where you kind of just want something in the background while you guys are having a conversation or whatever. This is this playlist, right? But this song I'm about to play is is on the playlist. And this has been... I showed this song to Stu back in college when we first met, you know, 10 plus years ago. And ever since then, anytime... He'll hit me up when he hears this song randomly and shit like that. It's just become like a fucking vibey song between the two of us. So naturally we're out there and this song came on at a certain point, but I'm gonna let you guys just hear, I'm gonna give you a little glimpse as to what I was experiencing over the camping trip, you know what I'm saying? Just becoming one with nature, man. This this song is by Incubus called Aqueous Transmission.
So yeah, man, that was the vibes, you know what I'm saying, for this weekend. A little river vibe. I mean, but yeah, man, so, uh, you know what I mean, did that shit out the spring, came back, fuck, oh, so we come back, man, and, you know, we've been up early as fuck, out in the sun all day and shit, we get back at like five or six, back to the campsite, you know, sun goes down, 6.30, this was pre-daylight uh, savings, that just happened on Sunday, so the sun's going down 6.30 at the latest, seven o'clock. By the time like 7.30 rolls around, Stu's ready for bed. I'm like, bro, I'm just starting this fire. I'm about to fucking grill up these burgers for us and shit. Like, what do you mean you're about to go to bed? So I <laughs> I had to convince him and kind of talk his ear off to keep him up till about 8.30, 9 o'clock. But then he ended up passing out, which is all good, man. We were fucking tired. But um, I ended up staying up. I'm just Rook and I by the fire. We bought a bunch of firewood, so we had to kill it because we're leaving the next day on Friday. So I built a fucking humongous fire, <laughs> and I'm just chilling there, man, by myself. You know what I'm saying? Me and Rook just kind of reflecting on life. You know what I mean? Stayed up till probably 11, 11.30 or so, and then ended up taking my ass to bed. And then Friday, you know, got up, um, kind of packed up our shit. And I mean, then again... Man, once again, Friday, I'm up at 6.30, um, letting Rook out, brushing my teeth, doing the whole thing, took a little walk and stuff, and the student get up till like 9.30, 10 o'clock. So by the time he got up, we were just like, all right, man, let's, dump the woods, man. You know what I mean? Got out of there. So yeah, I drove, he dropped me off in my truck. I drove my truck to his house to grab his truck and the boat trailer which I then drove to um, the boat ramp by his house. So basically, he dropped me at my truck and then took the boat from the campsite to the boat dock by his crib while I fucking, you know, drove on the terrain to do the same thing. We met up, scooped it up, wrapped it up. Yeah, you know I mean, good trip, man. But no good deed, not even good deed, no good time goes unpunished, I guess, right? fucking naturally i mean i'm 30 years old um i'm in pretty good shape but my fucking back dude god damn sleeping on the floor for two nights i have a super fucking comfy mattress here at the crib so i feel like anytime i sleep anywhere else even if it's on someone else's bed or a couch or something like my back kind of gives me issues so imagine sleeping <laughs> on the fucking forest floor you know what i mean um, so I say that to say this week I had to schedule a fucking chiropractor appointment on Thursday. So we're going to see how that goes, man. I've never been to the chiropractor, at least not like an official doctor visit. You know what I mean? Uh, family friends who work in, in that field. Um, some of that's cool and shit, but I figured, you know, I want to get, I don't even have a primary doctor for regular health shit. <laughs> yeah knock on wood man <laughs> knock on wood take your fucking vitamins eat your fruit I eh? so yeah doing that on thursday we'll see how that goes but that was really it for the camping trip man what else have we got i think we got we got a couple serious topics so i'm gonna save those probably for last um also so yeah i got back Friday and then I think Saturday or it might it might have even been later Friday I think it was Saturday though I don't fucking remember but um then over the weekend after I was back in Orlando I'm going to chill with my with my other buddy right and it was his birthday so I was like yo I'm a I'm a scoop us some wing stop on the way you know what I'm saying we can fucking pig out and shit chill play some chess so <laughs> I'm gonna start this off by saying fuck wing stop B alright and I say that as a former wing stop fanatic okay 
I was diehard Wingstop over any other wing spot for the longest time, but they they fucking yeah I me mean, they <laughs> they uh they finally pushed me over the edge, man. The fucking last straw, you know what I'm saying? The last fucking straw, Wingstop. Call up Rick Ross. I know he's busy with coming to America and shit. Call up Rick Ross, the boss. Tell him to get this shit together, B. So basically, right, there's a wing stop right here on Colonial. Maybe tops 10 minutes from my house. You could probably get there in five minutes. It's the one that I always go to. Um, and I always call them, just place my order. Simple shit, right? So, long story short, I call that store that I always go to to try to place my order. I can scoop it. It's right on the way to my homie's house. Like, perfect, right? I call him up, and I've noticed the past couple of times they've been doing this to me. But this time, it would, basically, they pick up. Hey, you know, thanks for calling Wingstop. How can... Actually, I don't even think they say, how can I help you or whatever. They say, hey, thanks for calling Wingstop. Can I put you on hold real quick? Just immediately, can I put you on hold? So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, that's fine. Then 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, three minutes. Like, time's just rolling by. I'm like, okay, they're not they're not ever coming back to the phone. Because, mind you, the whole time that you're on hold, like, I could call them right now. <laughs> I could probably call right now and do it, but I don't even fucking fuck them, bro. The whole time you're on hold, there's an automated message just basically saying, um, did you know you can place your order through our website and skip the line? Like, you don't have to wait. Basically, like, subliminally, hey, we're not picking up this phone. Go to our website and place your shit. So after a couple minutes of waiting, all right, fuck this. I'm going to have to do that. But the main reason I don't like doing that is because they always make you sign up. Then you get all these fucking emails and bullshit. Like, I just want to hit you when I want the food, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. So I do this shit online. Order it online. 15, 20 minutes, your order will be ready. All right, cool. So I wait. (laughs) You know what I mean? Then 15 minutes later, whatever, I start heading towards the store. Like I said, heading to my buddies. So I'm scooping on the way. I pop out, Rook's in the car, fucking barking anytime I leave her in the car for more than 10 seconds, but hey, you know, I got a pickup order for Kevin, whatever. They look. Yeah, we don't, we don't have an order for Kevin here. Like, okay. (laughs) Are you fucking sure? You know what I'm saying? Like, I placed the order here. Uh, Could you double check that for me? So they check again. (laughs) Still no order. I go back into my email, and it had placed the order to the West Colonial location, which, with traffic, is about 30 minutes from where I'm currently at. But mind you, I prepaid for the food, so I couldn't cancel the food, or I couldn't just not pick it up and say, fuck it, you know, you guys take the L. I prepaid for this shit, so I had to take my happy ass onto 408 West, which I haven't taken in at least a year or two. You know what I'm saying? I'm always going to the east side. But I go west to Hiawassee to go get these fucking wings. It basically ends up being an hour journey, bro, just to get some wings. You know what I mean? But I ended up getting them. And thank God also for, I don't know if I ever mentioned in here before, 89.9, if you live in the Central Florida area, WCF, 89.9 FM. Bro, that shit has saved me so many times, this time being one of them. Because I'm fucking pissed off, you know what I mean? I thought I was getting my wings, now I'm driving 30 minutes out of my way to get these fucking wings. But this station, bro, if you throw this shit on, if you ever got road rage or you're in a bad mood or something, I guarantee it'll save your life. It's all like jazz, NPR, just mellow-ass radio. And man, yeah, that shit saved me from probably ramming someone off the road because I was fucking livid, dude. Because, I mean, on top of, it was, you know, it was essentially my fault, but the people there were doing absolutely nothing to help me out. I'm like, yo, I mean, is there any way you can call the other store and transfer it over? She's like, nah, you know, we're not affiliated with them. or And just fucking giving me attitude about it. Um... I don't know, man. It was my fault 100%, but I was so fucking pissed. I just felt like everything was working against me. But then I got the wangs, 
and the shit was fire, but just off principle, fuck Wingstop. I'm boycotting them for at least a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what happened to customer service, dude? Human to human interaction. The fact that she picked up the phone and then immediately, can I put you on hold? And then just to add salt to the wound, when I walked into both of the Wingstop locations after both of them had immediately placed me on hold, there was no one in the store. It's not like you guys are fucking mad busy helping customers. I mean, yeah, you're cooking wings, but there's like three or four of you working here. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. That shit, that shit had me feeling a type of way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so fuck Wingstop. I ain't eating you motherfuckers for a while. I gave you guys plenty of money for those overpriced fucking wings. Charged me two extra bucks for the all flats. Fuck out of Yeah, man. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> I guess the Grammys was last night, supposedly. I kind of stopped watching that shit a while back. I don't know. It just seems kind of rigged. I mean, there were a few milestones. I saw that Beyonce is now tied for the most Grammys ever from any artist ever of all time. I guess at 27 Grammys. So congrats to Beyonce. And just in the spirit of International Women's Month, Queen B holding it down, you heard? Shouts to Beyonce, Queen B, and she also apparently now has the most Grammys for any female singer ever. So she's number one in that category, and I guess she's tied for number one with any artist ever at 27 Grammys. I don't know who the other one was. Let me see. 27 Grammys. Has tied with Allison Krauss. Who the fuck is that? How do we not know this other person who has 27 Grammys? Or at least I don't. Oh, Nashville, Tennessee. So she's probably like a country artist or something that I've just never heard of. You know what? It's a K motherfucking podcast. So I'm going to check her out. Let's see. Allison Krauss. We're going to see what this other 27 Grammy artist is sounding like. You were. We're going to do her most famous song. It looks like Whiskey Lullaby. And like I said, this is looking like country. Oh, shit. All right, I'm not going to judge it. It's looking like country music, but I'm not sure. But I scrolled down and she has the album Raising Sand with Robert Plant, who's the lead singer from Led Zeppelin. 
So that's fire. So now I'm intrigued, but let's see what this whiskey lullaby is all about. guess that's her and Brad Paisley. I want a song with just her. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, sisters, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, Sisters, let's go down, down in the river to pray. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the robe and crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, brothers, let's go down, let's go down, come on. I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown, good Lord, show me the way. Oh, fathers, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, fathers, let's go down, down in the river to That's Down to the River to Pray by Allison Cross. And I guess that's from uh, the movie Oh Brother Where Art Thou with like George Clooney. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. But yeah, that's interesting. I guess, I don't know, maybe more folk than country. I don't know what you would call that. But yeah, that's interesting. She has a fucking album with Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin. Cool. But yeah, man, shouts to Allison Cross. Krauss, whatever, shouts to Beyonce, uh, making history, more women killing it. I saw that also. Meg was the first female rapper to win Best New Artist since Lauryn Hill back in 1999. So fucking over 20 years ago. So shouts to Meg. Yeah, I mean... And then I guess Nas, the OG Nasir won best rap album with his new album king's disease so shouts to nas as well that's fire bro i mean those are the only ones that i saw i think it just happened last night or saturday i don't even know like i said i don't really watch the grammys i feel like that shit's kind of rigged i also saw the weekend had formally announced he was boycotting the grammys because it's rigged and all that shit which isn't the first time we've heard that from an artist, you know what I mean? But yeah, shout out to everyone who won or was nominated. I know Freddie Gibbs was nominated, finally, Freddie Gibbs and Alfredo, or the album Alfredo with Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist that I've talked about on here before. They were nominated but didn't win, but shouts to Freddie and Al. Yeah, man, shouts to all the artists, you know? Even if you didn't win, you know what I'm saying? Keep fucking doing your thing, you know what I mean? And just staying on music, I also saw big shouts to Cardi B. She was the first, or she became the first woman in hip-hop ever to go diamond. And if you don't know, diamond, I believe, is a million album sales. Let me double-check that. Diamond, there's like gold, platinum, and then diamond. So yeah, Diamond Awards honoring those artists whose sales of singles or albums, oh shit, reached 10 million copies. So what's the tier? I think it's, you know, gold, it's like wood, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, 
and then Diamond, I guess. I don't know. Something like that. But yeah, shouts out to Cardi B going Diamond, bro. You know what I mean? That's what it's all about. <laughs> so yeah, bro. Uh, I feel like there was some more music stuff. Let me check. Oh, yeah. I noticed. I know we talked about the silhouette challenge on here. The TikTok challenge, the silhouette challenge where, you know, the light would change and they're dancing naked and all that stuff. So that's now becoming actual songs. I don't know if you guys were aware. And my bro Matane did his own rendition, which I'm going to play here in a second. But also, I just saw that Doja Cat just did one. I just think it's funny, man, how these these trends... You know, they're, they're social media or internet trends and they become so popular that they're literally inspiring songs. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of dope when you think about it. It's just, it's the the proof in the pudding. You know, art imitates life, life imitates art. But I'm going to play Matane's rendition of Silhouette. It's a video, so I'm going to, it's got a little, like, intro thing. Got a call from a phone from a girl I used to know. Yeah, I'm talking way before. Had some pretty eyes, body shape crazy, but hell was her soul. But me and the devil well known. She said, Yes, I know that she ain't trying to hear it. But I'm in town for a minute. Had to flag down on my sister, but I'm finished with my business, so I'm hoping you can kick it. Better yet, I'm hoping I can visit. So I told her, Baby girl, you caused me some pain with some reason I can call on you to blame for it. Try to just forget you in the past, I fucking pray for it. Try to shut the door so many times, but it just stayed open. Now you walk a door. Damn girl, you looking fine. What in the night? And see, I usually stick to the dark, but tonight, choose a light. And I'm running on my fingers through them guys, and I'ma make it. I'm thinking we should be this on low, but I don't think nobody needs to know about that boy, that red light boy, that boy. And I love the way you bend it to the flow And baby, see you do it quite nice And you got that finny I like But somehow you put it on nice And I try, but see, every time we kiss, we ignite Can you imagine what it's like when I'm in I'm gonna turn the lights low Something like a night show Never when your eyes roll back from me I'm changing up in your water like it's me, yo Or something, I'm not someone that you need, yo, yo Or something you gotta have, yeah, yeah Memories bringing the back at you Thinking that this can last what I'm digging, gripping your ass And it's pissing you off, it's fact And I'm still the message you had But it will never work Cause we know different paths But this past feels good for the moment Hell, I think I'm in love for the moment Moments don't last forever I'm getting mad by the second I'm thinking I'm past aggression Till I'm breaking and putting you back together Can you tell me you can weather out the storm, baby? Everything feels right when it's wrong, ain't it? And yeah, I know that you thought I had it home, baby. Still got the toothbrush ready for you in the morning, baby. But for the moment, maybe I'ma turn the lights slow. Something like a night show. Never when your eyes roll back from me. I'ma turn the lights slow. Something like a night show. Never when your eyes roll back. Never met a motherfucker like. Yeah, me. It's my man's Matane on the silhouette. We're not gonna play the the Doja Cat one, um, just for time's sake. But yeah, man, check out that video, Matane silhouette shot by the man of films. Yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that was it for music. Uh, I just thought that was interesting how, you know, these trends 
impact music and vice versa, you know, things that people do in music then impact what people do in real life and it's a full full circle, man. The fucking circle goes around and around. Yeah, me. But I know we had some other stuff. Actually, one thing that I saw that was interesting is that we knew we have a new leader of the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. Um, which I found particularly interesting because with what I do for work, we, we deal with the EPA actually quite a bit. So when I saw this article, I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm going to read it here in a sec. It says, Michael Reagan, or Regan, R-E-G-A-N, Michael Regan to lead the EPA. The Senate confirmed Michael Regan to lead the Environmental Protection Agency on Thursday, putting the North Carolina regulator in charge of restoring the climate and water pollution regulations that the Trump administration had weakened. Regan spent four years as secretary of the North Carolina Department of of Environmental Quality, the NCDEQ, which we also actually deal with with work. So, yeah, I thought this was interesting. Regan spent four years as secretary of the NCDEQ, where his record of fixing environmental problems faced by low-income residents and communities of color drew national attention. It also propelled him to the cabinet-level position above more prominent state regulators such as California's Mary Nichols. Michael Regan is the kind of person who can help unite us in common purpose as we respond to the climate crisis we face, as well as to clean our air, clean our water, and strive to make sure that we don't leave some of our communities, some of our neighbors behind in our efforts to do so. Senator Tom Carper, chair of the Senate Environmental Committee, said to the Senate floor ahead of the vote. Vegan was... Vegan, sorry. (laughs) Regan was confirmed by a 66 to 34 vote, with 16 Republicans joining all 50 Democrats in support of him. He will be the first black man to run the EPA and the second African-American person to do so after Obama's first-term administrator, Lisa Jackson. In North Carolina, he won plaudits from environmentalists for blocking an extension of the Mountain Valley natural gas pipeline and for securing a blockbuster deal with Duke Energy to clean up waste ponds containing coal ash from the state's power plants, He also won a major settlement to address contamination of toxic, quote-unquote, forever PFAS chemicals with manufacturer Comores. And PFAS chemicals are per- and polyfluoroalkyl substances, PFAS, a group of man-made chemicals that include PFOA, PFOS, Gen X, and many other chemicals, PFAS have been manufactured and used in a variety of industries around the globe, including in the U.S. since the 1940s. PFOA and PFOS have been the most extensively produced and studied of these chemicals. Both chemicals are very persistent in the environment and in the human body, meaning they don't break down and they accumulate over time. There is evidence that exposure of PFAS can lead to adverse human health effects. PFAS can be found in food, commercial household products, the workplace, drinking water, and living organisms, including fish, human animals. That was directly from the EPA. Now back to the article. As administrator of the EPA, Regan will lead an agency that will play a major regulatory role in President Joe Biden's aggressive climate agenda. Topping his to-do list will be crafting a new climate rule for power plants now that have a federal court struck down the Trump EPA's version, strengthening tailpipe emissions, limits for cars and light trucks, and reducing methane leaks from the oil and gas sector. 
The power plant rule that's expected to curb carbon dioxide emissions will be a key driver in Biden's plans to eliminate greenhouse gases from the nation's electricity grid by 2035 and set the country on course to achieve net zero emissions by mid-century. The Biden administration's nominee to be Regan's deputy, Janet McCabe, has a deep record for crafting aggressive environmental regulations, including the Obama administration's version of the power plant rule, which the Supreme Court blocked before it could take effect. Other top Obama officials also have returned to the agency to work under Regan, including Dan Utek as chief of staff and Joe Goffman in the office and chair of air pollution regulations. Though Regan may find support from Republican lawmakers, the state officials on issues like PFAS cleanups and the Superfund program that deals with contaminated sites, it is unlikely that he will be able to balance Biden's plan for aggressive climate action with Republicans' opposition to rules they say threaten their state's fossil fuel industries. Meanwhile, Regan will need to address a host of management issues at the agency. The EPA shed hundreds of experts in the last four years, even as many states also cut back on their environmental regulators. And the Trump administration's repeated efforts to slash the EPA's budget, along with the deregulatory agenda and contentious science policies, left morale low among many rank-and-file workers. Regan has been able to avoid some of the Republican criticism directed at other Biden officials who held top jobs in the Obama administration, including White House climate advisors Gina McCarthy and John Kerry, sidestepping partisan ear over old wounds. He also deftly navigated the confirmation process, avoiding taking stances on most policies, promising to listen to all sides before deciding on key regulations, and pledging to visit so many red states that Environment and Public Works ranking member Shelley Moore Capito joked that Regan might be visiting the entire country. His Republican home state senators Richard Burr and Tom Tillis helped propel his nomination by introducing him at his hearing and burnishing his reputation for outreach to the North Carolina's agricultural sector. So yeah, man, shouts to Michael Regan. You know what I mean? That's that's that sounds like it's leaning in the right direction. What he's done with the NCDQ. Also just a time for a change from what was going on during Trump's era. You know what I mean? So hopefully new and good things ahead for the EPA. Which means new and good things ahead for us and planet Earth. You know what I mean? So yeah, hopefully. Hopefully that's what happens, you know? But I also, I was reading this morning... So I didn't realize, you know, I'm well out of college. I didn't realize that it's fucking spring break right now. I guess it makes sense. It's March 15th. I remember it was always like the first or second week in March. But I saw on my phone this morning that there was some uh, some madness going down in Miami with all the COVID spring breakers and shit down there. So this article says the mayor of Miami Beach said hundreds of people were arrested and at least two police officers were injured this weekend as thousands of spring breakers flocked to the popular South Florida destination, ignoring COVID-19 safety protocols. Quick sidebar, too. I also saw this fucking crazy ass video on Twitter, I think, where this girl refused to wear her mask in an Uber and was literally like coughing on the driver and fucking started hitting him and cursing at him. And then I saw, that was a few days ago, I just saw she got arrested. So yeah, fuck out of here. But back to the article. (laughs) On Friday, the Miami Beach Police Department tweeted that officers were forced to use pepper balls to disperse a very large disorderly crowd as it took a subject into custody. 
Two officers were taken to the hospital for minor injuries following the incident and released Saturday morning. What happened was a large crowd gathered and at some point in time there were people that went ahead and walked into the crowd started throwing up money into the air causing a larger crowd to gather. Miami Beach Police Chief Rick Clements told CBS Miami. On Saturday night, 30 more people were arrested in South Beach, police said. We've got too many people coming, we've got too many people acting out, and we have COVID at the same time, so it's a triple threat, Miami Beach Mayor Dan Gelber told CBS Miami. If you're coming here to disrupt, then it's not worth the money to us. It's not worth the revenue. You cannot pay our community to endure the kind of inappropriate and improper conduct that we've been seeing. If you're coming here because you think anything goes, you're going to have a terrible time. We're going to arrest you. We've made hundreds and hundreds of arrests, Gelber said. On March 10th, the city of Miami Beach extended its state of emergency declaration and emergency measures through March 17th, which included a midnight curfew. Florida does not have a statewide mask mandate and has lifted restrictions on restaurants and other businesses. I think... What we see happening now is there are not a lot of other destinations that are open or they're cold. And the plane fares are very, very cheap. So we're getting a whole lot of people coming down here. Adding to the city is doing everything it can to promote safety, safety protocols. Yeah, adding that the city is doing everything they can to promote safety protocols. Despite Governor... Despite Governor Ron DeSantis saying it could not find people for not wearing masks, it does not look like enough of them seem to know that there's a pandemic. That's all from uh, Gelber. The popular spring break destination has stepped up its police presence, banned open alcohol containers, and set capacity limits on its beaches in an attempt to mitigate the crowds seen at last year's holiday period. Gelber said he wasn't sure the city has been particularly successful at enforcing safety measures. There is no question that irresponsible activity creates hospitalizations and death, he added, criticizing the governor's mass policies. Some colleges and universities have scaled back days off or canceling spring break altogether as officials try to curb partying that could lead to a spike in COVID-19 infections. Florida faced similar issues during spring break last year at the start of the pandemic, which led to major spikes in cases. So yeah, if you're down in Miami, be careful. If you're out partying, obviously be careful. Um, I mean, I live in Florida, as you guys know, so it is interesting to hear that because, you know, Miami's three hours away from here. It's like a different world down there. I love Miami, but when this shit's going on, not so much, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, just fucking be safe. Probably a good idea to avoid fucking spring breakers, too. You know what I mean? Unless you're in college. The last thing I think we had today, I just saw this article this morning, actually, about the Catholic Church and its position on gay marriage. So it says the Vatican said on Monday today that priests cannot be same-sex unions and that such blessings are not valid in a ruling that greatly disappointed gay Catholics who had hoped their church was becoming more welcoming under Pope Francis. In some countries such as the U.S. and Germany, parishes and, and ministers have begun blessing same-sex unions in lieu of marriage, and there have been calls for bishops to de facto institutionalize these. But conservatives in the 1.3 billion member church have expressed alarm over these practices, particularly those in Germany where at least two bishops, including Cardinal Reinhard Marx of Munich, one of the Pope's top advisors, have shown support for for some kind of pastoral blessing. In response to formal questions from a number of dioceses on whether the practice was allowed, the Vatican's doctrinal office 
the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, CDF, issued the ruling negative. Pope Francis approved the response, the CDF said, adding that it was, quote-unquote, not intended to be a form of unjust discrimination, but rather a reminder of the truth of the liturgical rite of the sacrament of marriage and the blessing associated with it. Francis DiBernardo, executive director of the Gay Catholics Group New Ways Ministry, said it is not surprising but still disappointing that the Vatican has responded no. He said, however, that it will not stop the Catholic people in the pews nor many Catholic leaders who are eager for such blessings to happen. From the time he was archbishop in his native Argentina, Pope Francis has supported the right of gay couples to have civil legal protections but has always opposed gay marriage. He also has had meetings with gay couples and in 2013 made the now famous remark, who am I to judge, about gays trying to live by the church's rules. The church teaches that being gay is not inherently sinful but forbids same-sex sexual activity. A separate explanatory note from the CDF said that while the blessing of the same-sex couples was not licit, the decision, quote-unquote, in no way detracts from the human and Christian consideration in which the church holds each person. It also said the church could bestow blessings on gay individuals. The ruling does not preclude the blessings given to individual persons with homosexual inclinations who manifest the will to live in fidelity to the revealed plans of God as proposed by church teaching, it said. A Pew Research survey last year showed that a majority of Catholics in the U.S. and Western Europe approved of gay marriage while a majority of Eastern Europe and the former Soviet bloc countries opposed it. Last year, the Vatican had to move to clarify comments attributed to Pope Francis on civil union laws in a documentary, saying they were taken out of context and did not signal a change in church doctrine on gay people or support for same-sex marriage. The comments attributed to the Pope in the film alarmed conservatives that, and they applauded the Vatican's clarification. Reporters later discovered that two separate quotes in response to separate questions were spliced to appear as one, deleting the intervening contexts and questions. So yeah, man, I don't know if I've mentioned on here before, I grew up Catholic. I grew up in the Catholic Church, um, going to the Catholic school. My mom's strict Catholic, my dad not so much. But um, yeah, I mean... It's fucking 2021, bro. You know what I mean? Love is love. You know what I'm saying? Come and get your love. Non-discriminatory. You know what I mean? Love who you want to love. Just respect all people is the way I look at it. Study whatever religion you want to study. You know what I mean? I feel like all gods are one in the same, more or less. Don't kill me for that, but you know what I'm trying to say. But yeah, bro, love is love, you know what I mean? Who the fuck cares how many X's and Y chromosomes you got, you know what I mean? Just fucking be a good person, man. That's the way I look at it. But yeah, real quick, this isn't important at all, but I know I wrote it down to talk about last time, and now I don't think it's nearly as funny as I did last week, but... It caused a stir on Twitter. It was like the most fucking likes and retweets I'd ever gotten on a tweet ever, I think. It was like 100-something. But it was just a response to some other kid's shit. I don't even remember what it was, but the I don't remember what his tweet was. It was something about pickles. Cucumbers and pickles. And I responded basically like how... How did the cucumbers manage to monopolize the pickle game? You know what I'm saying? So when you pickle, when you quote unquote pickle a cucumber, 
it just becomes a pickle. It doesn't become a pickled cucumber. Whereas every other fucking vegetable, when you pickle it, it doesn't just become a pickle. It becomes a pickled jalapeno, a pickled onion, a pickled radish, whatever. It becomes the pickled version of that vegetable. And I don't know. I just thought that was kind of weird, bro. Somehow the cucumbers managed to fucking <laughs> to finesse their way in there and just monopolize pickles, bro. They said, fuck ya, we the pickles. Shouts to Tommy Pickles, you know what I mean? <laughs> was it Tommy and Dill Pickle, fucking Rugrats? That shit from back in the day. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Then, I don't know, I thought that shit was funny. Like I said, I wrote it down to talk about, but I feel like it's a lot less funny now that I'm actually talking about it. Um, I have always wondered about that ever since like I was younger, probably like 10 years old. Like, well, this is a cucumber, but now it's a pickle, and this is just a pickled fucking pepper. You know what I'm saying? Peter Piper picked a pepper fucking poop a patty. <laughs> what is it? Peter Piper picked a pickle pepper? Something like that. What's that? All right. Now I got to play. Now I got to play this solo. This solo joint. And you'll see why. This is Braille by Absol. Try to say something new and ain't nothing new to say. Hey, they ain't been dead each and day. Which way? You ain't never seen it done like this. You ain't never, you ain't never, you ain't never seen it done like this. Try to say something new and ain't nothing new to say. Hey, they ain't been dead each and day. Wait, you ain't never seen it done like Turn it this. up a little mama. You ain't never, you yeah. ain't never, you yeah. ain't never seen uh. it done like this. Solo hold a profit. I'm a fiend like Bossy. Money like I'm Saudi. I grew from the islands. We went from pintos to benzos. Plain and simple, let's race a little. The bar needs to be raised a little. I led the way, but never raised the pencil. Might pay your rent if you suck good dick. And you know what our time apart, man. Pardon me if I'm arguably the hardest nigga on the beat. Me and bosses, bosses. Throwing they boxes. I got on $50 boxes. I just want to spend 100 stacks every day. I went digital. Yo, shit, we don't dig it all. We just dish it off. You know I gotta eat. My bitch got cakes and I'm getting that brain. That's food for thought. Uh, got the loud and it's lit. Got the loud and it's lit. You smoking that Reggie? You niggas ain't ready. Be quiet and quick. Try to say something new and ain't nothing new to say. Everything been did each and every which way. You ain't never seen it done like this. You ain't never. You ain't never. You ain't never seen it done like this. Try to say something new and ain't nothing new to say. On a mission, stacking dough like it's a photo moment. Haters, haters, only for the moment. Cause your bitch wanna take a photo, homie. Solo rolling, got an onion on us from my city, dolo like vanilla sky. Smoking like we bout to cross a border. Got a couple shows up on the other side. 25 in a row, shit. Shows jumping, we been hitting licks. Money flowing like we flipping bricks. Now, don't know if I ever been in this town. Flip the switch, killing niggas like I pulled a plug. Quarter pound of pips to fill the lungs. Got the whole crowd yelling, fill a buzz, it's lit. I call her 1 DM. I land around noon, but I fuck by 1 PM. Fiends, practice what you preach. Preach love, careful what you eat. Half of it disease. They don't want us here. Try to say something new and ain't nothing new to say. Everything been did each and every which way. You ain't never seen it done like this. You ain't never, you ain't never, you ain't never seen it done like this.
Yeah, man, that was real. I had, you know, what I'm saying, episode 35. Wrap this motherfucker up right quick. Over an hour now, so yeah, man. Also, fun fact: I dropped my toothbrush in the toilet mid piss last night while I'm brushing my teeth. How about that? <laughs> Anytime you're having a bad day, just think about that. At least your fucking toothbrush is dry and squeaky clean. I dropped the shit in the toilet, and I had to reach down and, you know, what I'm saying. Reach down into the piss and fucking take it out, throw it away. Yeah, man, it was great. Luckily, I had a couple extra toothbrushes on deck. But, man, it was a great, uh, <laughs> you know, great cap of the day. But, you know the fucking vibes. Got some good guests lined up. Not gonna fucking alert the spoils. Spoil the alerts, you know what I mean? But yeah, we got some good things coming. Still working on getting cameras. My motherfucking indecisive ass. If you got any good camera recommendations, holla at your boy. The real K podcast at gmail.com. Send me camera recommendations. Send me questions, comments, all that good shit. And as always, man, love you guys out there. Stay safe, stay smart, stay sexy, and stay tuned. Till episode 36. I'm gonna see y'all next time. One love. You don't have to go home, you just can't stay here, alright?